0: What's going on guys? It's your boy Mike back with another episode of the WITCAST. Man, I got another good one for you. We're going to keep mixing it up. Uh, Today's subject is going to be a bit more like pop culture, um, you know, biography piece, kind of take a look into somebody's life. Uh, Back again with me today is going to be Josh. Say what's up, Josh?
1: How's it going, guys? It's your boy Josh here, back again, trying to help out Mikey here. Hopefully we have a great day.
0: And newly added to the WITCAST, my boy, you don't know him, you're about to. Martinez, what's up, fam?
2: What's up, fellas? We're here to talk about some cool shit, and uh, just get it popping real quick.
0: All right, so to get the episode kicked off right, I think, uh, you know, Martinez, since he's new, he's going to help me introduce him. I have one question for you. Who's your daddy?
2: Well, it's Pedro Pascal. Easy.
0: 110%, right?
2: 1000.
0: All right. So, like I said, today's episode is going to be about Jose Pedro Balmaceda Pascal, known to you all as Pedro Pascal. Uh, he changed it from Balmaceda, which is his actual last name, to Pascal, which is his mother's name. So, in Spanish culture and some others, I know that they have two last names, kind of father, mother. But when his mother passed, he took on Pascal as to honor her. Also, according to him, it's easier to pronounce. Uh, Balmaceda wasn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, so, Josh, tell me what you know in just a short blurb before we get into it about Pedro Pascal.
1: Well, you see, Pedro Pascal, one of the biggest hits that he had so far was "uh The Mandalorian," right? We've seen him, you know, and "uh The Kingsman," right, with the Golden Circle, right. He was, you know, featured in there as well. You know, Game of Thrones, but you know, one of the the biggest impacts that I feel that most of the viewers are going to recognize they're going to be in the mandalorian everybody was shocked to see that he was the actual mandalorian once he took that helmet off and so i think that was a great feat for him a great start you know or rather better reach for his career within the acting industry
0: Right. And as we kind of uh, have uncovered, because I'll be honest, I'd never looked deeper into uh, Mr. Pascal's past or his his life and career. But he was born in Santiago, Chile, uh, April 2nd, 1975. He's 47 years old. He's at ripe age of, you know, Silver Fox almost. You know, he's getting there. Uh, for all of you uh, moon watchers, he is in Aries. So if that sign matches, maybe hit him <laughs> up in the DMs. Uh, he come. was born on the year of the rabbit. So I don't know how that works in uh, the Chinese uh, the calendar. Uh, if you're like a rabbit and he's a deer, y'all are both woodland creatures, maybe it'll work out for you. But uh, Martinez, what, what what did you know before he blew up? Did did you know him from anything that he did in the past? Uh, um, well,
2: let me tell you, it got brought to my attention recently that he was on uh, both the Vampire Slayer from the 90s, and not the same guy. Don't recommend looking at him in his <laughs> not nah, daddy it is
0: uh well it it may have been what in the 90s you know late 90s early 2000s uh what, what was he a bad looking young man uh not
2: not not great not great <laughs> i think he needs that mustache some sort of facial hair i just there yeah. you go
0: hey, hey look every every good living room needs a coffee table and, and every good pascal needs a mustache that there those are two things that, are facts. Facts. so uh for for what we've kind of looked into um as, as i may or may not have mentioned he's a a Broadway actor as well as a a big screen actor right and and he had done so many pieces and you can really see in his uh like what is it like is uh filmography what's the word I'm looking for Martinez
2: yeah I think filmography is the right one it covers a broad basis of like stage productions along with tv shows and yeah, you know, actually, So Yeah, I think right. film it's a weird So for.
0: so mm-hmm. you can see that he he's tried for for years to to really build his portfolio, build his career. Um I mean, he he's been on a number of shows like Law and Order. He's been on um a couple different ones. Uh what's a uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer as you mentioned. Like
2: he he's just never the guy. He, like he's never right. the leading man. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. always Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's been in a lot of short films. Uh, he was nominated for a Teen Choice Award for the movie uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a a decent you know resume uh, as far as like big stage theater goes, uh, where he's done things like Lobby Hero, Ghosts. Uh, he's done Hamlet twice uh, as what is it Horatio. Uh, he's oh, his wow. what is it Broadway debut uh, was Edmund. Um, in King Lear, and that was at the James Earl Jones Theater, and, and you know I can only imagine how he felt, right? Working all these uh, years, everything's going right for you, because uh, what in 2014 he did Game of Thrones, so four years later he gets on the Broadway stage, know people know him. I mean, I'm sure it worked for him and the Broadway theater, uh, kind of like a like a, a plus on both sides, right? Like you get a big time actor, and, and you a big time actor get a life dream to be on the broadway stage uh so i think that's great um his first big appearance right like we talked about how he's climbed his way up and and he's done as much as he can to figure it all out his first big break would be narcos uh and that was on like netflix i know and maybe some other streaming services i don't know if it played on like actual tv because i don't really watch tv nobody does but he plays javier pena in the uh colombian like crime drama that. uh he he's played as a uh, detective hunting down Pablo Escobar, trying to take down the Medellin cartel. Uh, you boys know anything about that? Y'all watch some Narcos. Y'all big cocaine fans. I so mean,
2: Narcos, fucking solid show, like top to bottom. I mean, who doesn't want to learn about a drug kingpin? I mean, dude was famous. He may or may not have uh, killed a
0: soccer player, but you know we'll, we'll gloss over that fact. Right, 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 Josh. You were saying.
1: Yeah, so, um, Pedro Bascale, you know, for in, Inside Narcos, right? Great character, I gotta say. Like, the, um, the person that he portrays, you know, as, you know, a detective in that era, right? They characterized him perfectly, you know? He has the mustache, he has the sunglasses, you know? And, you know, staple detective that you would see, you know, back then, in, you know, in that era. You know, trying to, you know, especially... You know, trying to take down, you know, one of the biggest, you know, cartels, you know, today, you know, fucking Pablo Escobar, right? And I feel, you know, he played a great part in it. Sadly, he did only play, you know, three three seasons, right? Going through there, but in those three, three seasons, I feel like he did a great job. He did what he was supposed to do. And, you know, it was a great, you know, debut for him.
0: Right. I think, I mean, and I watched a bit of it. I think that it was really good. Like I, I thought it was well put together. It, it didn't seem like something that they just threw up in the air and were like, let's see where it falls. It looks like it was built to succeed. And it mm-hmm. did just that. Like, I mean, I can just remember the buzz about Narcos back then. Uh, that that was a bit crazy because you'd think not that many people were into it and that was kind of when the big bubble happened for like crime like you know you've got uh what is it like the uh, crime genre for podcasts where people retell a story Correct. and everybody really likes like I don't want to say embellished but just like a, a romanticized version of the story itself right like everybody's attractive mm. it, it's exactly. all great um I, I think it was a great time for Narcos to pop up but uh, yeah, man. And that was the first step into greatness, his first leading role. And people realize, you know, just much like a professional athlete, like they give you a shot. Somebody does. Right. And they see if you can handle the workload, if you can carry right. a show on your own. Um, fun fact, uh, while while we're picking in and out of here, um, uh, Pedro Pascal was actually born in Chile His family then moved to Denmark a few months after he was born. I'm guessing they were like, this is no place to raise a kid. I've never been, but I can imagine that being something they said. Uh, Then he moved to San Antonio, Texas. And and, and as far as I'm concerned, that should be where he like hung his hat, right? There's give up, call it a career. You made it to Texas. What's Hollywood (laughs) if you can live in Texas, you know what I'm saying? But uh, they actually ended up moving to Orange County, California and – yeah, they received political asylum there for, for being from Chile. So good for them. Oh, wow. But I think that really helped his acting career being that close to, you know, all those opportunities. So yeah, uh, moving on down the list, the next big one, and and, and Martinez is my guy, my expert for this. Uh, the Mandalorian, he played the role of Din Djarin, um, aka The Mandalorian. And, and I think this was where he kind of just proved that he could do it all right he did the crime detective thing now he's stepping into star wars territory and i think that that there's such a huge fan base there you reach so many eyes and ears uh martinez do not you tell me something about *The some mandalorian
2: oh man this just great from you know season one season three so far uh do it just got that spaghetti western type feel to it like it's you know your main character doesn't really talk a whole bunch it does more action than anything
0: else it's uh, kind of cool. So you're telling me it's kind of like... Uh, I, you know, Riggs, I compare... He it, he, he's,
2: like, he's like Master Chief. Like, you know what? Master Chief doesn't, doesn't say a whole lot. Just kind of gets the job done. And uh, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of cool like having a silent protagonist in a like, major franchise.
0: Right. And uh, Josh, I think you were telling me something to the effect of like uh, when he played the Mandalorian, he argued that he needed more screen time with his face, correct? Like, unmasked.
1: Correct, 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 correct. So, you know, he did uh, argue that, you know, within, like, the first season, and I you know, understandably, you know, the um, Disney, of course, you know, they want to, you know, keep that Mystery, right? Like, who is the Mandalorian? You know, they wanted to milk it as much as possible. You know, to try to keep the fan service, you know, there to be out like, who is this guy? Like, like who's playing this person? And you know, that's what kept like the seasons going and going. And because this, you know, person at the time, nobody knew who he was, and everybody wanted to know, like, who is this Mandalorian? This, this person's great, right? They're doing a great job. Like, I, you know, I want to be the Mandalorian. And you know at the end of the day you know grogu got his you know better grace you know he showed his face first you know grogu you know this you know person that he had a you know a really intimate touch you know with and so you know after we finally found out that pedro pascal was the mandalorian that's you know when everything kind of blew up and it was like oh dang Daddy's here, you know what I'm saying?
2: Uh, I mean ep- ep- the first season episode uh I think it was eight, episode 8. I think uh I think it was he, he, he pops the helmet off. I mean mm-hmm. uh, to you know get saved by uh, you know IG-11. You know cuz he got he got a little fucked up, but <laughs> technically nobody saw his face like, you know, actually any living being. Mm-hmm. So, uh you know, it was still within the the Mandalorian rules at least of his sect. yeah I- so, I, I, mean, I mean,
0: I think it's just easier for uh, a company to say, hey, let's keep the mask on. You, They're far easier to replace if I, if they've never seen your face, right? Because once you see the face, you, it, it connects you to that character a bit deeper. And I think that even if mm-hmm. you like that character, seeing their face is like, okay, cool. Now I know it's Pedro Pascal. Now you can't mm-hmm. imagine anybody else as the Mandalorian. He just is. And we all, all right. know, like in the case of like, uh, was it? Halo. Like mm-hmm. when they unmasked him, nobody wanted to see that face. They're like, I couldn't tell you that actor's name, but you know, it'd be a lot cooler if it was. Wait, John wait, are you
2: talking the Halo TV show?
0: Yeah, where they God, unmasked him. that was him. A
2: fucking dumpster fire.
0: Right, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying though. Like, it, it, I mean, albeit not the best, but I think again, you you so badly want to see somebody under a mask, and a mm-hmm. lot of people like it's the magic, right? It's like the yes, same.
2: The suspense. Like, it it, 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 that ruined fire it a little And uh, then we, you know, we saw Master
0: Cheeks, and uh, you know that on the fence about it but well no but that's what i'm saying though like, think about it like the same thing that draws you to like opening like loot boxes and like pokemon cards is the same neurons that fire off and you're like what's behind the mask like we need to Correct. know what it could be and like I said, mm-hmm. in, in Pedro's case, like it panned out and everybody's like, Oh, that's awesome. We love him. You know, he's correct. Believably Mandalorian. You know, he's five eleven. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's a bigger dude. He's he's not like five foot five. Because well, nobody's gonna believe that. Well, let's not fucking discount the fact that dude, trying to like convey some sort of
2: emotion like that, you know, with their face covered, like you gotta be a hell of an actor, which you know, I'm sure doing his Broadway shit, like you kind of have to almost overact, you know like, body language-wise, that it's pretty fucking impressive, man. Like, you can see, like, growth in him as the season goes on.
1: No, and, and 100%, you know, I'm gonna have to agree with that. It's like, as the Mandalorian, right, you see him, you know, within the mask throughout most of the season, right? Pretty much all of the season. And you see him acting with such emotion within the mask, and then once he finally takes off that mask, and you see, like, oh, you know, it's Pedro Pascal. And it's like, dang, this is a really good actor. I did not expect this from this actor. And it just, you know, shows you a whole new side of him, shows you, you know, how great of an actor he is, his capacity, you know, to go from range to range, you know, of how well of an actor he really is. You know, he did a great part, you know, with The Mandalorian, doing what he did. And even whenever, you know, he came out in Boba Fett, you know, even for those you know, a couple of seasons, I feel like most of the people, you know, liked more of those episodes where the Mandalorian was in Boba Fett, vice versa, the yo, Boba yo, Fett it, itself.
2: Dude, it was, uh, dude, he just pops out, like, you know, halfway through the season or whatever. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I was, I was hyped as fuck since I saw, like, that little armor. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop
0: you right there. I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> put a pause. Uh, sorry, podcast folks. I know you're listening. You're into the story. It is Boba Fett.
1: Oh, 100% I, I will take yeah. out the
0: the, the 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 magic black sword, the dark saber, whatever it's called. And <laughs> with it. God damn it.
1: Stab us all with it.
0: He's like Boba Fett, uh, no, right? Fett. You
1: guys know Asaka. No, that's Fett. You guys know Asaka.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, Asaka. <laughs> I, I like to play Asaka <laughs> in the springer Oh, so- oh
1: Asaka. It's Ahsoka. Let me oh, now it's right. Ahsoka. Corrected, it, huh? That's weird. Because oh, he, he's shit, got right? a thing
0: for the girls. He says, "I know how to pronounce girl names." Oh, Dynas, y'all know, y'all I don't y'all care.
2: You know, Yada always be talking weird. <laughs> Yada talks backwards. Uh,
0: but yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. And me, I'm like such a like a here and there fan when it comes to Star Wars because like they they have their hot you know you know movies or even series, and then they have their misses. And I've never played a Lego Star Wars game in my life. But I hear, hear you are good, good. I hear good I hear, things. Hear good things right? But uh oh, while we're while we're we're gonna take a quick second, Martinez, talk to me about a couple of the Star Wars games. While I'm here, I've gotta I gotta get them out there. You know, you're my gaming guy.
2: Oh man, so,
0: I, you know what? Growing up, you know, I
2: like Star Wars. I was like, it was it was decent, you know, whatever. Man, let me tell you, Nice Old Republic came out. God, that game is fantastic. You know, it's like came out in like 2001. Uh, like, dude, it was a whole renaissance of Star Wars game. We got Nights of the Republic One, we got Knights of the Republic Two, we got Jedi Outcasts, we got Republic Commando.
0: Ooh, what's the racing one? one? I like that one.
2: The pod, the pod racing one for the N sixty four. Yeah, nice. low key a sleeper nice. in the arcade. Hundred percent.
0: But yeah, no, absolutely. They also had like the great. Fallen Jedi. Uh,
2: Fallen Order. Uh, uh Fallen in Order. In, or in like, a couple weeks, gonna be picking that up.
0: Oh, and what was the first one then? That's what I'm thinking of. Though. That's Fallen Order. Fallen Order, and then what's the next one? Uh, come on, What's man. the title? I think I, you're think the I guy, what you're one? supposed to know these things, uh, I
2: bro. Mean, I just know the podcast <laughs> is gonna come back, he's gonna drop some dick on the Empire.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, was it actually the kid from Shameless? Is that who played the, the main protagonist? I th- believe so. I don't know, He looked like him. He he was a red haired kid. Oh, uh, that's but I thought Empire. it was really good. It felt great, like oh, uh, it's Survivor
2: where's yeah. Jedi survivor
0: Jedi survivor oh, there
2: survivor. you go oh he's got a um, beard in this one. Oh, that's kind of hot what's shit.
0: this is this uh and and you played the first one is it where where does order 66 fall in this
2: uh this is post this so is like, post th- oh, this, okay. this is empire trying to track down the leftover jedis
0: ah right. uh, yes. okay okay because I know that's a big like like point in time for star wars where like it either happens before or after but it's kind of like that's a big like indicator of where we are in the timeline
2: between like you know return of the jedi and uh the force awakens that's the money spot right now because you know what the sequel trilogy not so great not so great it's
0: hard to uh find the positives in it right well did the clone wars the animated series have any business being that good
2: uh, no, not really. I mean, it. I, I don't know. I, I'm torn. I'm torn. Right, right. Like it's because it, all this takes place between you know episode two and episode three, and I feel like there's a whole lot of shit that goes on, and then it's never actually you know mentioned in the uh,
0: God the Revenge of the Sith. Well, but that's Rise what you of, want as a fan, though, right? Like, kind you, of, you but, you but want- like. Some of your questions answered, maybe not all of them. Maybe you even find some questions you didn't have like prepped and ready to go. Like these are questions that I have, but you wanted some of that information, right? Like this, this really does a good job of filling that gap and giving you so much more. That's mm-hmm. like when you're eating a bag of chips and there's that one chip that has way too much flavor on it. And Clone Wars <laughs> may have been that way too much <laughs> flavored chip, but I think yes. you still wanted it, right? Like even 100%. if you take all the bad, the well, good uh, that's, is still good. It's like your favorite That's It's the weird
2: part, right? Because like, you know, all these ups or the, all these characters from like the Clone Wars are kind of being introduced into uh, this uh, newest season, like Mandalorians and stuff like that. You know, you got like Bo Katan. Yeah, I mean, you got a it. like stuff that wasn't seen in actual movies, but now is in TV show. And it's, one thing was like, all right, well, if you need to understand this character, you need to go back and watch this previous show. I don't know. You run into that trap of
0: But I feel like a lot of Star Wars fans love it. Like have you been on YouTube? Like there is so many successful YouTube channels and all they talk about is things that weren't mentioned in Star Wars. It's guys who fill in the blanks, guys who read the books, guys who watch those in-between shows, and like they're like, Oh, well, you wouldn't have known that this person was this kind of Jedi or that kind of Sith if you didn't watch this or that or other. Like, I think a lot of those characters that are kind of grazed past in the movies like get a lot of light in the in-between and in which a lot of people wanted that
2: yeah i mean i i I've, like that's the thing so nice little Republic, huge game for me so darth revan non they you mm. know disney bought it they said everything that wasn't the actual movies is non-canon right and i don't know man it's Feels like a a wasted opportunity. I mean, there's stuff that you can build off of, and they kind of discounted it all just because you know people didn't know about it. I guess,
0: right? Well,
1: (laughs) like I'm gonna have to, you know, chime in here. So, like, you know, one of the things I really liked is like you have a huge, a huge audience, right? Of you know Star Wars fans, right? And you know, whenever the Mandalorian came out, you know that was a, a little insight of what was going on, you know, before you know the whole star wars you know jedi stuff you know in between kind of things you know what's going on this is this gives you a different perspective of you know you know what was going on you know behind the scenes These are like oh you know what they were dealing with their things you know the mandalorians over here you know like hey i gotta do my bounties i gotta do this i gotta do that you know i gotta make peace on my own well you know why they're doing their own things you know you know and within you know the mandalorian itself you know there's, you know, a lot of Easter eggs that you could find, you know, and stuff like that. But I feel like, they, you know, they did a great job of, you know, preserving this um essence of, you know, mysteriousness, you know, with the Mandalorian, you know, going into within the Star Wars, you know, universe. I feel, you know, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people, you know, grasped, you know, onto the Mandalorian. There's a lot of fans now. Know with the Mandalorian, so I think it's a great thing that they came out with this. I, I right. feel like the Mandalorian, like of
2: any Star Wars content, that has like the least amount of haters. At least the ones that are vocal about it. Correct, and, correct, and correct, that's correct.
0: fair. Uh, I, I for one, uh going back to the Mandalorian, uh, there, there's a scene there where where these like these two. I don't know if they're stormtroopers or like desert troopers. I'm not. I'm not all the way deep into it. You know the ones I'm talking about, Martinez. They're, what they're shooting that plant. Yeah. Yeah and, missing. <laughs> yeah. and and like they're hanging out and, and it's so funny. Cause like you don't expect it, right? It hits you in the ear weird, but like these guys are just kind of two regular dudes at work and, and it kind of like, like, ah man, we, we stole Gragu or, you know, I don't know what's in the bag. What's in the bag. He's like, I don't know. I said, you didn't look, why didn't can, can we look? He said specifically not to look because where are they taking him? They're just trying to take the bag, aka Grogu, to what? Uh, Jabba the Hutt? Grogu, Grogu, come on, Grogu. Grogu. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, that's yeah. a name I care less about. That's made up. Well, that's Baby Yoda. <laughs> oh, wow. Everybody knows that Baby Yoda. It's Baby Yoda. Yeah, we'll do that. But like, yeah. So where, where they were they were taking him to? Uh, Jabba the Hutt, right? Yep. Okay. No. Cool. No. No. They're
2: they're taking to the, uh to, to the, the, the uh the.
1: the- the Commander, here, did you guys um, watch the
0: show? I did.
2: Um, yeah,
1: forgot his um, name though. The guy that uh,
2: recently he, he's, he's he fucking Giancarlo Esposito, saber. that's what his name is.
0: Carlos or Carlo Esposito? No, no, said? It's,
2: it's Giancarlo Esposito. He's he's the bad guy in basically
1: everything.
0: That sounds like a baseball player, uh, 100% uh, not it the is. bad guy in the Star Wars show. Yeah. Either way, they were uh, taking him to.
1: They're they're Mop taking Gideon, to Moth yeah, Gideon. Gideon. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Moff Mof Gideon. That's, correct, correct. that's
0: the Star Warsy name we're looking for.
2: Oh, hey, f- funny enough, those guys are taking shots. That's uh, Jason Sudeikis and Adam Polly.
0: Oh, is it? Is it? it? Is. Yeah, that makes sense because it's super funny. And like I personally could watch an entire season of those two guys interacting with each other. Cause it's like buddy cops. Like, you know, you get stuck with this guy. And you know, you're you're not the, the worst guy in the world, but this guy's an idiot. But like neither one of you can hit a shot. It's great because it's like, it's the smallest little callback to remind you that they can't hit a shot. And it's like them acknowledging that, like kind of like, oh man, he he pulls out his little gun. He's shooting at the plant. And he's like, man, you suck. He pulls out his gun. He misses. He's like, whatever. <laughs> like it, It's super <laughs> right. funny. Cause like, oh man, it's just, you didn't expect that to happen in the moment. Like I remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm dying laughing. Cause it just wasn't supposed to be funny. And it was, yeah, absolutely. It's uh. So, what is the dark saber, and why is it so important, Martinez?
2: So the dark saber. there's so much lore behind it. Ba- basically, the dark Just saber. A blurb. You know, I'll take a blurb. The dark saber is if you if you own the dark saber, like if you are the one that's earned it in combat, you are the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Correct. Oh. So you, you are the leader of the Mandalorian people which right mm-hmm. now are all scattered across the galaxy because you know the empire does glass the entire planet.
0: Right. So like that and so you're like the leader of nothing at the moment, right?
2: Yeah, and in, in, in theory like you should be the one that like unites the entire, you know, clans of Mandalorians.
1: But, you know, let me add on to it, only if you are worthy as as we see, you know, Within the seasons of uh, the Mandalorian, as he first comes upon the saber, you could see him that he's struggling to use the saber because he's not quite worthy of using it of wielding this. More of a
2: mental thing though, like
1: oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. he's, I
2: don't think he's willing to take on the burden that comes along with it, so <laughs> it feels heavy to him. Meanwhile. Bo Katan wants it, you know, wants to be the leader of everything. Mm-hmm. So she can, you know, slice and dice with that motherfucker. But you know, because she didn't earn it in combat, she cannot rightfully have it. Yeah, she needs exactly. to challenge Control. Mandalorian and uh
1: Yeah, and, and so that's the thing. Like he you know, we can at least see, you know, the the growth that's, you know, gonna happen within the seasons. He's not quite there, but I really like that they added that touch that you know, he's struggling, he's, he's got it, he's obtained it, and he's, you know, trying his hardest, you know, to obtain that, and he has a purpose, right? Motherfucker
2: slice his own leg. That happens, that it, happens, yeah, you I know, seen
1: it. it happens, you know, thank, thank goodness that he has, you know, that Mandalorian armor with him, you know, to stop it, you know, but at least you could see that he's trying, he's giving an effort, and you know, he has a purpose, right? Like, you know, at the beginning of, you know, uh, The Mandalorian, you saw him that he didn't really care. It was just him and himself. He found Grogu. And then after that, everything kind of changed. He's like, you know what? He now has a purpose. That's the only one purpose that he wants to take care of, that he wants to see succeed. And, you know, as we go on, like, even this race, you know, with like Yoda's race, you know, they have. You know, tremendous powers, you know, with telekinesis and, you know, with healing properties that, you know, you know, the Mandalorian may not know about. But, you know, I could see why, you know, Mulf Gideon. Well, but
2: most people don't know about the Jedi. Like, they just hear stories like it's, you know,
1: it's magic to like, regular people. Correct. And, and, you know, and with the seasons coming up, you know, hopefully we get a glimpse where, you know, the Mandalorian comes a- across a-, a Jedi that we're all kind of acquainted to and you he know so connected to the, season two. Oh, correct, you know, and you know, yeah, and they have um uh what's his name?
2: Luke's in there.
1: And yeah, and Luke, you know, right? And you know, so you know, that's awesome. So you know, it's like connecting the ties, you know, which so is really good. I
0: do have a question, uh mm-hmm. kind of to tie up the Mandalorian here. So they just finished season three, correct?
1: No, mm-hmm. no,
2: well, no, no, no. we're, we're well, like uh, free, yeah, on the process.
0: Uh, okay, three. there you go. See, okay. And how long do you think it can go? Like realistically, how many seasons would you like to see out of the show?
2: Uh, all right. So, so there's no mention of any Mandalorians or anything in the newest trilogy. So and can't I want to say there's like that, right? Well, I, I would say I want to say there's like. 20 years in between return of the Jedi and the start of the new trilogy. So more or less, Uh, I I don't know. Like it it depends where they go with it from here. I mean, does Mando unite the Mandalorians and they go take over their own planet again? Like, I don't know. As long as they can keep interesting stories going without rehashing the same shit over and over again.
0: And that's all you can do. Uh, Fun fact, before we get into the next big pillar here, uh, Pedro Pascal actually says he waited tables to support himself while trying to get his acting career off the ground, and reportedly sucked at it. Uh, He was quoted saying, I would say I was not a good waiter. Uh, He shared with Vanity Fair so many different reasons. If I liked you, I liked you. If I didn't, I didn't. And that didn't necessarily go uh, go well with having a bunch of customers. I was fired often. Probably about ten times. So I don't know if you guys have ever like Dang. waited tables. I've not had the pleasure. I don't think I have the patience for it. And I'm a very patient person. I, I
2: think I, I bust tables for my dad when I was, you know,
0: younger teen. That shit sucks, dude. Sucks. Yeah, I can imagine. Cause not mm-hmm. everybody's a, a, a good tipper and they're especially the bad tippers are usually the bad customers. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you you could be like busting eight tables and they'll like give dude, you an that, attitude.
2: I'll just clearing tables and even as clearing
0: peels dirty dishes and shit like just sucks. It's fucking gross. Well yeah, I can imagine. You know, mm. it's not a it's not something that people like strive to be as children like, hey, when I grow up I'm busting these tables. Like mm. like it's definitely a step to get to the kitchen, right? Like you're trying to make the fries or whatever Kanye said.
1: Correct. <laughs> right. So
0: uh <laughs> as we mentioned, uh Pedro did uh have a, have a brief role on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was the season 4 um premiere and he was quoted saying i was so excited to be on it uh he told interview magazine of the show mostly because people in my life that i respected so much my best friends and my sister um were obsessed with the show and i was on it like like, it's got to be the coolest thing like when everybody is into it and you're not necessarily into it but you're (laughs) on it right like like hey i got I got a shot to be on this show and it's going to be Correct. funny. I'm not going to tell anybody and then I'm just going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is Sans mustache, mm-hmm. but you know whatever. You need them. You need that facial hair. Every every man needs a little bit of facial hair. Right, right. So moving on to our next big topic here and uh ooh, right there. Let, let let's just kick that off right. Oh yeah. Oof. And that's a juicy peach um from and Kugel. I uh, I drink it often apparently. But <laughs> Uh, let's get into Last of Us, because that's his newest big show, um, kind of branched off of a video game. And now it's got like a, uh, what would they call that? Like a live action adaptation, I think is the yeah. correct terminology. Damn. So <clears throat> everybody loves the fact that Pedro got the role because he, A, kind of looks like Joel in the first place, who's the main character of the games. And B, he, he's your daddy. Like you you want him to be that male Figure. Protector, you, you the know? protector guy. He fits correct, the bill. Correct, correct. And everybody's into it. Um and, and I just put together in my head that the whole Grogu thing and, and Ellie from The Last of Us, like, okay. All right, I get it. He's the <laughs> protector guy. But uh Josh, tell me what you know about uh, some Last of Us.
1: So, you know, you know, with the first season coming out, he uh he portrayed such a strong, you know, and um I guess intimidating factor. You know, within coming into The Last of Us, you know, especially like the first season, uh, like he would come up to people and, you know, show this presence, you know, of like intimidation that like people just, you know, obey. They would go with it. They're like, oh, okay, this this guy means business. Like, I'm not going to tell him no. You know, I don't want to. I know I got this job to do pedro pascal now exactly you know and and, you know that's what i'm saying you know especially like nowadays you know that all these people are calling him daddy and stuff i'm pretty sure if pedro pascal came to any one of these people they'd be like you know what yes sir i'll do whatever you want (laughs) and so you know (laughs) you know within yeah and you know within the show you know he portrays you know that you know that force that that you just think he's like, okay, yeah, this guy's, you know, a person of power that I'm I'm not going to tell him no. He's going to have his way. And, sh- you know, sure enough, he has so much pull within the, you know, the uh, episodes, you know, within The Last of Us that, you know, it's really great. You know, you know Josh, I've got a mustache.
0: Uh, I need some stuff done around the house. Yeah,
1: uh, ooh, you know, well, ooh, you price. know, if, if you do have that intimidating factor that Pedro Pascal has – I'm sure you might have dude, he's got that quiet smolder to him, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's but he I'm looks it. about like hundred and seventy-five pounds it. soaking wet. I'm not I'm not afraid. <laughs> you gotta have it, you know. <laughs> All right,
0: Martinez. Uh why don't you why don't you explain the, the the plot a little bit of the uh The Last of Us, uh even if it's just from the video game. It's
2: it's it's zombies, but with like an actual scientific concept to it, you know. Fungus, about, right? Like cordyceps. Yep. Fungus. Like it's a thing that already exists in the real world where like, you know, a fungus takes over an ant and it just infects the ant, influences it to do its bidding type stuff. And bidding, dude, it's huh? that stuff's wild, man. Like that's a legit thing that
0: But do you think it's real... really gonna happen? Let I mean and the funny thing is I think that's how the show opens up. Dude, <laughs> like, the, the episode, can't actually dude,
2: like dudes like just sweating like yeah i mean it's crazy man like it, it, it is possible it's possible like
0: a 0.0 like like seven or eight zero percent chance but
2: it is not a uh, uh, you know it's not probable
0: it's not impossible
2: it's not impossible it's thing. Not impo- yeah correct, correct correct
0: right right well in a world of infinite possibilities i guess anything can happen eventually right like you know, i guess anything is possible anything uh today's episode is not sponsored by hennessy thank you um however so yeah last of us was a game that was released as a playstation exclusive like john mentioned with this fungus that kind of takes over your body makes you a zombie and you exchange it as we saw in the show Wait, playstation
2: by- fanboys loved it because like that was like the last like one of the last games that came out for
0: uh, was that the ps3 probably I it was PS3. Yeah, PS3 in that correct, time correct, frame correct, was correct, that 2013
2: right. yeah it was, it was like one last game that came out for the ps3 and like they all loved it blah blah, blah fangirling all over it this is like an all-time great game
0: you know
2: mm-hmm. i didn't play it until the the ps4 remake or remaster or whatever mm-hmm. and, and you know what i hate it painted to say but those guys are right it's it's a fantastic game
0: right it and you even had multiplayer i played mm-hmm. maybe a little bit but i had never really I got, got my the ass PlayStation with the multiplayer i not gonna lie to you. you know that happens you're not <laughs> you're not big brain kind of guy and that's okay i don't plan out the it, trap
1: it, it was good though you know i hope to see it Hopefully, in the future, coming here with uh, the Last of Us two coming out. Hopefully, they do implement that multiplayer. Would be great. The first Last of Us had a you know great campaign, had a great multiplayer. I played more of the multiplayer than anything. You know, very enjoyable. Hopefully, we do see that, and you know, the second iteration of it.
2: Last Last of Us two. I didn't. I did not. Uh, you know what? I I didn't actually like fully play it. I just watched it you on know, Twitch. Mm-hmm. It was like someone just playing the entire game, and just I just was not into the story as much. I don't know.
0: Oh well, it's kind of hard because you know Ellie doesn't do what you want her to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like mm-hmm. after after you know a, a mild spoiler, after the ending of the first game, you expect Ellie to go seek vengeance, and she doesn't get what we want, it, what I want, I guess. You know. So like a little upset with that one, but nevertheless, they put we're Joel not in the dirt,
2: and that's not cool right cool.
0: in a very gruesome way very oh, great course, of i can't course, wait of to course. see it on the show but, uh, <laughs> oh
2: no don't it's no, going to be, no, it's gonna no, be no. rough spoilers. Be, spoilers. He, spoilers. pedro has already <laughs> said
0: in a lot of a lot of stuff he does he always dies. like so oh. that's just his mo if you see pedro pascal he's going to die at the end spoilers um,
1: for the mandalorian for <laughs> I mean, everything look,
0: that should be kind of spoiled already right like if you're if you're watching those in between star wars things like you got to know the ending already right mm-hmm. like Hey, by the way, it <laughs> just doesn't be ready. <laughs> get the heartbreak uh, out. Loot uh, Luke goes out, and nobody was happy with it. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that mm-hmm. must come to an end, and there's no good way to do it.
1: There's a reason he's not in Star Wars,
0: <laughs> right? So, and, and from what I've seen of the show so far, it looks great. It feels good. There's genuine emotion in the show. And I think that's something that Pedro brings. Uh, and maybe that's some of the Broadway stuff. And maybe that's just some of like the, the, the grit, like that, that hard work ethic where he was like, this is what I'm doing. And, and I'm going to do it better than anybody else. Cause he's a great actor. It's like, just fundamentally, like he does it well. Um, and as, as Josh mentioned earlier with Mandalorian and like being able to, generate emotion and feeling with a mask on it's really hard to do your body language has to do a lot for you and it has to support your words it can't all be situational a lot of it comes from the actor themselves or the actress so i mean like i said uh last of us so far is looking really good i've enjoyed it i'm not caught up guilty on that one. i've not watched all the latest episodes Uh been working a ton uh, hence why this episode is getting out a little late, but you know I had a day off, so I figured you know we'll we'll sit down and we'll put some words down, kind of jive and hang out for a little bit. But uh, yeah, so anything else for the Last of Us boys?
2: Uh, super good. Um, halfway through the season, like they are in Kansas City, like you can actually recognize mm-hmm. some places, like little overpasses, and oh, that's pretty cool. Pretty
0: oh, cool. being from Kansas City yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, of, yeah, course. It, oh, of
2: course. Oh, yep, yep, <laughs> yup. I, I try to avoid <laughs> that area for sure.
0: It ain't Texas. But, I mean, funny enough, and this isn't quoted anywhere, but some of those places in Kansas City still look abandoned. So, you can see them for yourself live. That's <laughs> fact. Exactly. I mean,
2: it was not just and, for uh, the show. That's that's
1: real. For myself, so, I got to say that, you know, I can only hope that in the future, you know, they do implement that multiplayer for The Last of Us 2. That would be great.
0: I'm sure Pedro I'll would like appreciate 100%. that. 100%. Yeah,
1: they, they really yeah.
2: should put it into the show.
1: Yeah, and, you know, that's, you know, possibility, you know, for growth. You know, if they do implement multiplayer, you know, possible skin. And, you know, and a fun Pedro. fact
0: here, um, Pedro actually wasn't familiar with the game before the show. Um, and, and he actually forgot that he had been hired for the, for the show, The mm-hmm. Last of Us. Because he took a sleeping pill right before he got the call, oh, that's uh, they made him all drowsy and scattered brain, and he thought it was like a like a lucid dream or something. He forgot <laughs> that he got the job, but nevertheless he did. And when he heard about it and he looked into it, he wasn't familiar with the game, but he did try to play it once he figured out what it was. Uh, even though he wasn't supposed to, they told that their instruction was don't play the game. He ignored them, and that's a quote. Uh, he told Wired, "I tried to play the game, but I was very." very bad at it but my nephew was fantastic (laughs) so you know he wasn't very good at the game but he's super good at being joel i think he plays a great joel um 100 100 an honorable mention for his acting career and i think this kind of maybe was the turning point i'm not sure that's that's something you'd have to ask him himself is uh game of thrones right Mm. like so he was in game of thrones
2: handsome um
0: what was his name in there? He was it anybody remember his name on that on that show? Game of Thrones. He was Oberon Martell, right? And he was a reoccurring role. He was on there for seven episodes. He's even nominated for a SAG award. So he recorded his auditions for Game of Thrones himself using the front camera on his iPhone. it he says it looked like shit. It was shot vertical. The whole thing was very amateur-ish. Uh, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones co-showrunner David Benoiff, uh said of the audition reel. But when it came to Pedro's actual performance, he said it was intense and believable and just felt right. Um, and, and doing this show uh, for seven episodes, he actually injured himself a lot working on that show. One would assume that anything he did in that show, he did himself. Uh, he wow. even goes as far as to say, I hit myself with the spear. The only injuries ever caused were caused by myself. Uh, my knees were bruised up. I kept on whacking myself with with the bandage stick that I was practicing with. I was my own worst myself. enemy. Yep, that wow. happens. But um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, so not new. You know, that in Mandalorian, maybe that was a callback where, where he hits himself because uh, apparently that's what he does. But that that's super cool. Um, and for those of you who are politically charged, he identifies as a liberal and hopes to live his life in service to others.
2: No. he's a he's a very
0: big LGBTQ uh, ally he's a he is he is uh his sister actually um, is a transgender or identifies transgender woman uh Lux Pascal who's in goes with him Lux lUX.
1: No.
2: God, oh so man. that does bring it brings you back to League of Legends. Like, oh, God, that's going to destroy me every time. <laughs> that, yep.
0: That happens. Like, let her get to level five and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> just, <you> know, <laughs> the old every time. Right. So, yeah, uh, I think that's really cool that he's he seems like such an easygoing guy. And, and mm-hmm. far too often in movies and shows, we see our heroes and they're not who they play on the screen. And Correct. I think that Correct. he is, if, if not every bit of that, that virtuous guy. You know where he like has these this strong code of morals. I feel like he actually does that in in real life. Like he does this for real, and that's why it's so easy for him to be that protector. Mm -hmm. I can imagine having a sister going through a, uh, uh, like that that transition is the word I'm looking for. Uh, you know you've got to be that protector, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know he he seems like a ton of fun. Um, his idol. or or biggest influence, is actually uh, co-star Nicolas Cage. And that is from the movie The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And uh, he goes on to say about Nicolas Cage, in terms of wild comedic, dramatic, frightening, spontaneous, interesting original performances in the medium of comedy and the medium of independent cinema and the medium of something commercial, romantic, art house. Uh, He kind of ran the whole gamut. uh, And (laughs) he told that to GQ. So it's just like, okay, all right, you're my teacher now, you know? Yeah. A- and Nicolas Cage, whereas, you know, he has a huge body of work. Not all of them hit, but the ones that hit, hit so hard. I-, I love Nicolas Cage. You may not love Nicolas Cage, but everybody knows him. And I think that's a big part of it, right? Like, so guys like Johnny Depp.
2: I mean, uh, everybody you know, wants to steal a Declaration of Independence.
0: Uh, of and see, Turns see everybody out, it's knows It's not that. that
2: hard if we looked
0: at January six. <laughs> See, I mean,
1: there you like go. it's like had the right crew, right? <laughs> no, nah, nah, just
2: a bunch
0: of <laughs> drunk
2: rednecks. Yeah, that's really <laughs> all you need.
0: They, they'll get you there. You need people who do not fear the consequences that lie on the other side of the fence. Correct, and you will correct. always make it, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, it, it's wild just looking at the life of this guy. I mean, before he was an actor, he was actually a star swimmer. Uh, Growing up in San Antonio, he even made it to the state championships in Texas before deciding to pursue acting instead. Um, I don't know much about swimming, but I hear Michael Phelps says you can do it while you're high and be just fine. So I know that much. That's true. So uh, I don't know how much of a career it would have been for him to be a swimmer, but I would have definitely gone with acting as well. Mm -hmm. So I think he picked the right path.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: But yeah, yeah, do you guys... Uh, what what else do you know uh, of my man before we wrap up the episode?
1: Well, you know, he uh, started at a short, you know, with uh, the Burning Bridges. He had his first, you know, movie debut with Earth versus the Spiders. You know, very old. A lot of people ain't gonna know about it. But, you know, like you said, you know, it really kind of started picking up, you know, within Game of Thrones, you know, going into the Mandalorian. He, you know, Show dating in Wonder Woman as well, which was nice. But I think The Last of Us Mandalorian is where, you know, he really blew up. A lot of people started liking him. And, you know, especially in today's world, a lot of people, for some reason, like, you know, older men. And, you know, that's why he's daddy. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Yeah, man. Anything else for you over there, Martinez? Well,.
1: Yo, uh, I
2: was look it up real quick. All right, so you know Dishonored, right? Dishonored 2. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bro, I don't know how they got all these people in there. Bro, we're talking Vincent D'Onofrio, Rosario Dawson, Sam Rockwell. Like, what did they pay these and, people? And,
0: and Pedro Pascal. And Pedro uh, yeah. Pascal, like what
2: yeah. what is going on? Uh, yeah, like, Pedro Pascal a was a, game?
0: Uh, I I didn't even play it. it. It was so good. I couldn't even touch it with my own hands. But yes, he did a uh, voice act for Apollo. And dishonored too, and that mm-hmm. happened in 2016. So we're kind of right after the bubble, because it looks like as I as I read on, that m- most people consider Game of Thrones his bubble, like when he became that guy.
1: And and you know, going off of that, like his character, you know, not far off actually. You know, I mean, looks a little bit more like a rat than anything, but. He's got <laughs> rad features. you yeah. rad features.
0: You know, if you saw but... without a mustache, Martinez.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, and, ain't and great. I feel that's great. It ain't great, dude. It
2: ain't I feel.
1: That, I feel that's what's missing here. If, if you know, he had a mustache, a little bit more.
2: Honest, you know what? I'm gonna I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, like take his picture. I'm gonna do a little Photoshop and put a little.
1: That's a, all. He needs. A, a, a,
2: a little scruffy, little size, and a mustache. I'm telling you, he'll. he'll, he'll look all, better. He needs.
1: All,
0: all he right, needs. All right, Martinez. I'm gonna put yeah. you on the spot. Right. Uh, you know what, Stuart Little. Uh, Master Splinter, Pedro Pascal, marry, fuck, kill, go. Oh,
2: you know what? I feel like you, you gotta marry Pedro Pascal, right? You gotta You gotta For
0: the long know. term? You gotta Yeah.
2: To. yeah 100%. I, I feel like so a what?
0: lot of ladies would disagree.
1: For the benefits. <laughs> I, I, I feel like
2: you have to kill Stuart Little, because I feel like if you try to kill Master Splinter, he's gonna kick shit out of you. I mean, that's fair.
1: 100%, 100%, so, 100%. So, 100%. <laughs> We're
2: just know? doing the actual facts of the whole thing. I think that's the only correct answer. Yeah, that, that's can you? Win.
0: I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't think about his uh, martial arts ability. I was really right. thinking that he walks around with a cane and he's kind of not super. Yeah, athletic. so does Yoda,
2: and he will do some. And he will do some work. Some do some work yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, since I gave you one, I gotta give uh, Josh one, right? Send so it. we're gonna go with uh, Pedro Pascal. Obviously, he's got to <laughs> be there. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Remy. Uh, Remy would be uh, the chef rat from uh, ratatouille.
1: ratatouille yeah oh, pedro man. pascal remy and who was the third mickey mouse Ooh, uh i'm gonna have to kill off mickey mouse you know oh man uh, that's actually tough.
0: that's tough
1: actually i'll kill remy ah uh, it's because he makes r- good food. Yeah, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like you
0: almost want to marry him right yeah
1: yeah yeah. exactly Long-term. i would i would, would want to marry what mickey remy mouse has that the money though
0: he does yeah. have that Disney money. He's got that motherfucking movie check.
1: I would have to marry Pedro for the long term. He got the money. That's More than Mickey, you're me. crazy.
0: You're hold crazy. on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mickey is a fictional character here no, that we're talking about. Mickey is an Mickey icon is... and
0: he is the the you know face of Disney.
2: I'm gonna have to Hey, you know that whole like castle thing that's in you the start of Disney movies, and it's like ears in the background. Those it, are I, his I ears. get
1: that. I get that. I'm killing the rat. It's a fucking rat. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That can cook. I <laughs> <That> can <laughs> cook. Yeah, I understand that. I can. I can hire Gordon Ramsay if I want to. If I'm if I'm married to Pedro Pascal or Mickey, I can hire Gordon Ramsay. I'm good. Right. 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 So uh, I'm gonna have to kill Remy. Kill um, Remy. Kill Remy.
0: You're gonna plug Mickey Mouse.
1: I want to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how old Mickey Mouse is. I'm marrying Mickey Mouse, and I'm gonna fuck Pedro.
0: No, all right, a, that's acceptable. You know, it's only right that I that I that I chime in on this, right? So I, I guess you know I'll give myself one because you're the classic.
1: You all right,
2: I'm gonna need you. Jerry from Tom and Jerry is gonna be one of your mouse. Ooh, oh, okay. okay, Jerry.
0: Okay, there we go. What else you got? Uh, let's, let's Pedro Pascal obviously has to be on there yeah, yeah.
1: that's number two ah
0: uh, fuck what's a, you've what's got what's some what? good choices here famous rats in history you've got Ratata, right <laughs> oh you, you,
2: no no you killed you, that one that's know, an easy kill
0: you've got Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter uh, yeah. famously for yeah. transforming into Scabbers Ron Weasley's rat um, uh, you know, he's known of for saving Harry
2: Speedy Gonzales, Jerry, and Pedro Pascal?
0: Uh, Two Spidey rats Gonzalez and Pedro. Kid. I mean, this isn't good. You didn't pick a rat with any wealth. So that, that really does do did me not. Any good here. So you did
1: not.
0: I'm going to have to marry Pedro, I guess. That's my only choice here. Like, I was going to go banging him with my choices that I was going to give myself. But <laughs> I guess since you didn't pick any rats of wealth, you picked poor rats. Like, let's be honest. Oh, you're assuming,
2: you're assuming Speedy Gonzales is poor?
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like he lives in the barrio. Also, Wow. Um, wow. Also, now Tom, <laughs> Tom lives in – or was it Jerry? No, Jerry lives in a hole in the wall. I can't be seen. Like I'm killing probably <laughs> myself. Oh,
2: he's 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 worried about the walk of shame coming yeah. out
0: of the wall. I That's get what it is. That's what you, you know, just based off of living situations. Have to um, say hi and, and to the homeowners as he's leaving. I, I gotta marry Pedro because I got I need somewhere to live that's human sized, mm-hmm. and, and and since I have no interest in slowpoke Rodriguez, uh, I'll have to kill Speedy Gonzalez, um, <laughs> and, and I get I guess you know me and uh, Jerry are gonna go you know look
2: I, he's, gonna be very I'm saying is, he's gonna be very gentle yeah. the
0: hole in the wall is not the only one i'm going through you know that, <laughs> yeah, that's man. what we're saying uh, he's, so he's
2: saying that because of this like the size uh, like you're gonna have to use it as a glory hole oh
0: 100 100 i'm just gonna need him to back up to it but yeah so that's that's where we leave it on the rats uh you know i don't even know how it got there somebody mentioned you look like a rat um that uh, it was Josh Josh's fault. <laughs> yeah, Josh So is, yeah, Martinez, guys, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Recommend me your best roguelike video game cuz I know you're that guy you hate yourself. Oh, you want God. you want to just lose all the time.
2: Uh easy easy pick is Hades 100%.
0: Ooh, did that get game of the year?
2: It got indie
0: game of the year. Indie, yeah, it ugh, got gross. but it, the ugh. fact that it was an indie. indie game
2: it got put up there with like, you know, actual game of the year candidates. Pretty nuts.
0: Okay, here's here's how I feel about you and your damn indie games, Mm -hmm. Martinez. You wear underwear every day, right? Yep. Would you ever stop wearing underwear and start wearing indie underwear? Uh, Depends
2: on the brand. I mean, there are so so
0: you're like trying to find some guy in his basement making underwear, like with the the worst possible tools, Mm -hmm. with with the least quality materials. You're like, yep, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I I specifically only wear indie underwear.
2: Don't know what. Like, there's probably some stuff, like, on Etsy right now
0: that oh, are better
2: than, like, the Fruit of the Loom. You don't know.
0: You're like Rick Sanchez. Yeah, like, ah, Jerry, know. I'll make you better pants. The pants, I'll make you way better than your pants. Like, you know. I don't know. I feel it's, like it's it, if you were the cost. best game developer, the best game maker, like, you would be a big timer. And I know there's a huge thing for indie games, but I feel like you get a really big area of forgiveness because you're an indie developer right like uh don't sweat the bugs there's like five guys in my mom's basement cranking this out right now um me. yeah and that's kind of the the vibe right like you you would accept now hades is well made it's well done i've played oh, it's it it's great little yeah. bit, not a whole lot
2: mm-hmm. but
0: a lot of those indie games are just dirt like they're like oh you have a great idea but you're using roblox engine like i'm good hard pass super giant games doesn't make a bad game super so, giant games. Uh, what else did they make besides Hades? They made the uh, Bastion. Okay, okay, the, that's fine. The, the kid fine. just raised for a while. That That's right? fine. Yeah, right. then that's what I took from that game. Everything else was nonsense. Just roll slash, roll slash. Is that, is that roguelite? Just roll attack, roll attack, roll that's attack? That's
2: not a roguelite game.
0: Oh, it's is Bastion every, not- every
2: game they've made so far has been a different like genre.
0: What, would you say that's a good thing to do, is just keep bouncing from genre to genre? It, it works for them. Like it's, you think uh, EA should make a roguelite next? Let's let's not uh, well, pretend that EA be
1: won't <laughs> won't
2: just jump on the train. Come on, it's now. gonna be
1: pay to play. play They're like, pay hey, to win, hey,
0: no, it's like your your chance of hitting anything point zero one. Spend five dollars, point one zero.
1: There we go. There we go. There we go. I'm they, gonna have it to go with
0: the
2: uh, They made a sports game. It was great.
0: EA, yeah, it's FIFA. No, no, no.
2: I'm talking <laughs> fucking Super Giant.
0: Oh, what they make?
2: They made a pyre um it it plays a lot like uh like a mix of like rugby and like basketball stop
0: Stop. i'm I'm gonna stop you right there you played pyre i played pyre you played pyre because you support super giant games i do (laughs) i hate you i hate you so much like i I know i'm in the basement right now but i'm gonna light a fire and it's gonna get up to you i promise you next
2: Dude, dude their music slaps every single time
0: if you're asking yourself, "Does this smell like sleeping pill in my beer?" Yes, it does. Um, Josh, what's your recommendation? Hit me. I know you got one.
1: Uh, my recommendation is going to have to be the Binding of Isaac, just for the sole purpose good of choice. the combinations within the game. You can combine so many um, different abilities that you want, and you know to come out with different combinations. You know to progress through the game. And, you know, you know, it's really nice. And you'll see these uh, people, you know, on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, you know, wherever. And they'll get you all these, like, really overpowered combinations, like, oh, you know, when you first started off, you know, go, you know, with this side, go with this heart, you know, do this, do that, you know, so I, you know, I think it's really nice. You know, and, you know, if you want to Progress and you know, do your own thing, it's always a great thing to do. So, okay, it's also, also
2: shout out to Gunfire Reborn, it's, it's low key a sleeper room. Like,
0: oh, it's great. good. Uh, also, not sponsored by Xbox Game Pass, but if you have a computer and you don't know what to play, having the Xbox Game Pass makes that so easy to do. Like, you can even roll, uh, like, what should I play button, and it'll mm-hmm. let you just RNG the next game you want to play, yeah. and it'll usually pick it off of things you'd normally hey, play. guess what? Correct. They
2: have a whole lot of on there fucking indie AIDS,
0: baby. Oh, indies baby yeah. <laughs> no so i just want to point this out Dead sells like, also great i like the numbers right and, and martinez offered up hades and its first initial release was december 6 2018 as you all know it's 2023 now so that was about four and a half years ago um early uh, access for
2: no. like almost two years
0: right now josh he said, You know what, Martinez? I'll one up you. You want to play old games? I'm going to recommend Binding of Isaac. And that was released in 2011.
1: Mm hmm. Correct.
0: So my recommendation for the week and something that I've personally been playing is Sons of the Forest. It's the, the I wouldn't say long awaited, but I would say that people who enjoyed the forest were excited about Sons of the Forest as a sequel to a game where you are in a plane and you crash and you kind of pick up some of the scraps around you because it makes sense for there to be some useful supplies near you, right? Survival instinct number one, mm-hmm. gather supplies. Um, so, and, and there's a bunch of stuff that goes on. But there's a lot of base building aspects of it, a lot of hunting. Uh, not so much fishing, but they do have fish traps. Um, so if you need something to do with a couple of friends, I know that the new one just came out. It's it's in what beta, right? Like is that what mm-hmm. it's holding in? Uh-huh. And, and so they're updating this game in every golf, day. Yeah. So much so that every time, like they do an update at the home screen, it shows you when the next update is. Like it is constantly updated, whether that's to fix your duping wood logs or if it's to fix your your building issues that you're having. Like I know I was trying to build a 45 degree wall to like kind of cover a hole that I'd made with one of my slanted roofs and I couldn't. And within a week it was patched. And that's yeah. so cool. I love when developers are responsive that way and and want to fix a game and make it the game that you want it to be. And you can play that game right now for like 30 bucks um, and you can play with it up to eight friends. So, or up to eight friends, I should say up to seven, eight total, including yourself. Now I will say the one fallback to this game that I don't love right now is that if I'm hosting a world, you can only access and grow in that world when i am online so i don't love that so much i wish it was like you could kind of arc pop into a world without your friends and kind of work while they're at work or asleep but right now everybody's kind of tied to what i'm doing and where i'm doing it at. Uh, do mm-hmm. you guys feel like playing a uh, quick game arc i'm always down for quick game arc you
1: know that it's never a quick game but i would call three a months like a, a quick game
0: oh yeah oh, man i've i've got thousands of hours it's in that like it's no like a game of, a of like civilization game. it's like all
2: right man pop popping for a quick game hour and I a would half be down.
0: right after this well let's play a quick game bro, of
2: bro fucking come find me on fucking uh yeah i think civ 6 is actually coming to a uh, game pass we should uh, i we own should civ 6 that. it's on pc yeah it's gonna be on game pass so i can play it for free
0: yeah so uh with with that being said i mean any closing comments for you boys
1: uh, only thing I get to of is. Hope you guys have a great night. Hey, if Take you're playing easy. Civilization,
2: if you're not doing a fucking like military victory, you're a weenie. Yeah, that's really <laughs> the only
0: one that counts. Uh, if you if you win with what, an Science, economic victory, a scientific, stupid. yeah, an educational to, victory. What is an educational victory? To, I already graduated high school. I don't need to do anymore. <laughs> oh, so, big flex. High school better than me. There you go. So yeah. Um, and with that, that brings us to the close of another episode. And, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at wit on any of your gaming preferences. I'm, I'm usually wit Mike, uh, my Twitch also wit Mike. I try to make it easy for you guys to find me and I'm always down to play some games. I'll probably get back on rocket league right after this. So if you're up and at them, let's get it uh thanks again guys for coming i really appreciate having somebody to bounce ideas off of uh those solo episodes are a bit uh of a stretch for myself i know i gotta do a lot of talking so i appreciate you guys showing up and hanging out i also know it's five thirty in the morning right now so I, I, it's a <laughs> late night we're burning the midnight oil
2: oh thanks to uh you know the savings it's actually four thirty, but you know
1: fuck us yeah nerd thanks for having us though you know it's great great experience thank you
0: oh absolutely and and as always guys if you ever want to hear something or want us to dive into something specific maybe you don't like martinez and he never needs to come back (laughs) hit me up on twitter my dms are open i'm I'm always here for a conversation I, i love interacting with you guys and again i appreciate it and we'll see you next week
1: and later guys